This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, April 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom offers loans, too. COVID-19 aid uncertain for ag and EPA defends crisis enforcement policy. Newsom bans water shutoff for essential services. In his latest executive order yesterday, Governor Newsom restricted water shutoffs to homes during the COVID-19 crisis in order to protect residents unable to pay for water bills. The order also extends to businesses within the critical infrastructure sectors, which includes agriculture and the rest of the food supply chain. Newsom also announced $50 million in loan guarantees for small businesses that are not eligible for the new federal loans of $10 million, which are a first-come, first-serve basis. This includes low-wealth and undocumented immigrant communities. The state is also allowing small businesses to defer payment of sales and use taxes of up to $50,000 for 12 months. And on that note, when asked about the May revision of the budget at a press conference, Newsom said, we have a workload budget which suggests everything is on the table. He added, the world has radically changed since the January budget was proposed Newsom did not give details, but said his cabinet is working with legislative leaders on the process. Conservation groups urged Newsom not to delay new regulations. A coalition of conservation groups says Senator Jim Beal has asked the Air Resources Board to, quote, delay existing regulatory requirements and suspend the development of future regulations related to air quality. The San Jose legislator chairs the Senate Transportation Committee. His office did not confirm the claim. The coalition, which includes Restore the Delta, Defenders of Wildlife, and the Pesticide Action Network, is worried state and regional water boards will also delay new regulatory processes during the public health crisis. Their argument to the administration is this lax oversight would impact drinking water quality. Now remember... Farm groups have been working with the agencies to push back timelines for major new regulatory procedures that would impact the food supply chain, which has been deemed critical infrastructure during the crisis. They hope Newsom will order a moratorium until at least 30 days after the state of emergency is over. DWR, no appreciable change on water deliveries from new plan. With its new environmental permit, the Department of Water Resources is immediately implementing its adjusted plan for long-term operations of the state water project. Yet a DWR spokesperson told AgriPulse that simulation modeling suggests SWP exports overall will not appreciably change, either positively or negatively, on both a long-term average and for this year, despite the reduced snowpack this winter. Remember, a central aim of the plan is to counterbalance additional pumping from the Central Valley Project facilities. Fryat Water Authority CEO Jason Phillips said this week that its current 15% allocation from the CVP would likely have been zero if not for the new biological opinions and other actions by the Trump administration over the past two years. And in national news, confusion reigns over COVID-19 relief. 
Today is supposed to be the first day that farms and other small businesses could start applying for those forgivable loans that are intended to help employers cope with the COVID-19 crisis. The Small Business Administration released an interim final rule for the Paycheck Protection Program yesterday. Some experts are raising concerns that revenue limits could exclude many farmers from participating. There has been confusion around the country about whether farmers were even eligible at all for PPP. AgriPulse continued to get reports that some SBA field offices were telling farmers they are ineligible. Now keep in mind, SBA hasn't responded to AgriPulse questions, but the president and CEO of the Farm Credit Council, Todd Van Hoos, says SBA officials have confirmed in briefings that farms will be eligible for the money. But take note, Veronica Nye, an economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation, has posted an analysis of PPP that suggests the value of the program and to farms will be limited depending on how it implements eligibility limits. Cut them some slack, perhaps? Well, in SBA's defense, the agency has had exactly one week to get the $349 billion program up and running. Lawmakers and groups press SBA on second program. More than 80 House members and a coalition of farm groups are pushing SBA and the Treasury Department to allow farms to participate in a second, more conventional loan program called Economic Injury Disaster Loans, or EIDL. A form for the program excludes farms. But in a separate letter, the lawmakers and farm groups say Congress clearly intended to make the 3% loans available to farmers. Many agricultural producers need access to this critical source of financing to help preserve their businesses and avoid further disruptions to our economy and food systems, the farm groups wrote. Dairy presses for expanded sign-up. With farmers dumping their milk, Wisconsin Agriculture Department pleading with USDA to purchase dairy products and reopen enrollment for the 2020 dairy margin coverage. After nearly four years of low prices, 2020 was supposed to be the rebound year for dairy producers as prices began to rise earlier this fall. But Randy Ramadowski, Interim Secretary for the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, tells AgriPulse that isn't the case anymore. The prices dropped substantially, and now is the time where the dairy margin coverage program would be an optimal tool to help mitigate some of those losses, Ramadanski said. He also urged Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue to reopen the 2020 enrollment for DMC in a phone call with state ag directors yesterday. He said Perdue told him he would inquire about it. Now keep in mind, it's not just Wisconsin. The National Milk Producers Federation is also urging USDA to purchase dairy products and to reopen DMC enrollment. FDA seeks to reassure public. The Food and Drug Administration has released a 30-second public service announcement telling Americans there is plenty of food, it's safe, and there is no evidence to link food or food packaging with transmission of the coronavirus. Frank Giannis, FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response, is featured in that announcement. Now take note, food and beverage industry groups have issued a six-page guide for how companies should respond when an employee tests positive for COVID-19. The bottom line, any employee that has COVID-19 symptoms should be sent home and monitored. 
parts of the facility should be cleaned and disinfected, but operations do not need to come to a halt, and food products do not need to be recalled. The document leans heavily on CDC and FDA guidelines. Industry drafts coronavirus credentials. Shelter-in-place orders are popping up all across the country to restrict movement. But agriculture workers and those who transport grains and other commodities need to get where they're going. That's why the National Grain and Feed Association, together with the American Railroads Association and the American Trucking Association, crafted a standardized access credentials letter for their members. That according to National Grain and Feed President and CEO Randy Gordon. The Department of Homeland Security declined to put its logo on the letterhead, but did give its tacit approval to the document and state agriculture departments being lobbied for their stamp of approval as well, according to Gordon. EPA defends enforcement policy. EPA officials say their decision to temporarily ease environmental enforcement during the COVID-19 pandemic has been misconstrued. At a letter to lawmakers yesterday, EPA Assistant Administrator Susan Bodide said, contrary to allegations you may have read, EPA continues to enforce the environmental laws. Under the policy released last month, EPA said it did not expect to seek fines for violations of routine monitoring and reporting requirements where EPA determines that COVID-19 caused the noncompliance. Bodine's letter comes the day after environmental groups petitioned EPA to issue an emergency rule protecting public health. EPA is using an unprecedented public health crisis to justify allowing polluters to put our health at an even greater risk at a time when we most need their protection. That according to Natural Resources Defense Council President and CEO Gina McCarthy. Here's today's He Said It. The pandemic's impact on agriculture is coming in waves due to the dramatic changes in demand, falling commodity prices, and supply challenges. That's Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, arguing that farmers should be eligible for SBA's emergency industry disaster loans. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, April 3rd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Nally.